Welcome to the Westridge Church Young Adult Podcast, featuring Brad and April Chandler. So tell me your favorite books ever, and why they're your favorite books. Okay, so I didn't read these books. It's a series. I didn't read them until I was fully an adult. And <laughs> when it was, wait, wait, when are you fully an adult? I mean, when you're like out in the world, you have a job. How old? So 20, 21, 22. Okay. All right. I might have been 22, actually. Okay, but I can remember. <laughs> so the job that I had at the time, it wasn't like, I didn't have a lot to do. So I had a lot of free time, but I couldn't just sit at my desk reading a book because that just looked wrong. <laughs> I think because it is wrong. <laughs> You're supposed to be working. I have nothing to do. So either I sit there and stare at the computer. That's what the, or I'm sure the company wants you to do that. I take a book into the bathroom and read it. <laughs> well, okay. So it was one of those books that you don't want to stop reading because it just makes you. So sometimes I would take it in the bathroom and read it for a little bit. Confessions. Anyway. I feel like this book is going to be titled Chicken Soup for the Soul. Why? Because that used to be a popular book way back in the 90s. Do you remember it? Yes, but I never liked it. That's not the kind of book you want to take in the bathroom and finish reading. No, it's... it's... Oh, it's the kind of book you'd find in the bathroom that someone would leave, like at their house, like on the back of the toilet. That's why you thought of it, huh? I thought (laughs) of that book because I knew that wasn't the book and I was just kidding. Okay. Well, I remember seeing Chicken Soup for the Soul, like, in a little thing next to the toilet in people's houses. Yeah. Which I think is gross. Because you know there's some pee residue on there. Um, maybe in, for you. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Even when you flush, they say, like, particles go up in the air if the lid's not closed and you flush. Particles go up in the air, which is why you shouldn't have your toothbrush close to your toilet. That's true. I have heard that, yeah. But carry on. Your favorite books. Okay. And why? So, my favorite books are the Harry Potter series, if you didn't guess. I love them. I could read them over and over again. Um, I don't actually own all of them. I think I had rented, what do you call it, checked it out from the library. Did you go to Blockbuster (laughs) and rent the Harry Potter books? Um, Anyway, they're... Some of them are really long, but you don't feel like you're reading a long book. And supposedly they're for kids, but they're really for everybody. Anyway, so I love Harry Potter because um, it's about a kid who starts from nothing and he realizes or he finds out that he's actually somebody who like it's has like there's been meaning in his life, even though he felt like there was nothing. And um, it's all about courage and friendship and fighting evil and figuring out who you are. And it's Mm. just... Just a little bit of adolescent love. Yeah. (laughs) And it has some funny parts and it has a lot of stuff that I feel like, I don't know, you could just really relate to. I love it. That would be my favorite series. Yeah. Um, What are some other books you like, though? Well, okay, I haven't read this book in a long time, but growing up I read the book Redeeming Love, which is an awesome book. It's a Christian book. I can't remember the author, but she's a really famous Christian fiction writer. 
She's what? so famous, we can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. That's just my problem. Um, but that book is about, uh, it's kind of based off of the book of Hosea in the Bible. And the book of Hosea is all about how God told this prophet that um, he wants him to marry a prostitute. So in this book, Redeeming Love, it's about basically this woman that keeps leaving this man. And every like he just loves her unconditionally. So I hope I didn't say too much about that book. I can't remember every part of it. That was years ago that I read it. But um, I also loved Christopher Pike books, and I haven't read those in a long time, so I don't know if that counts as favorite since I haven't read it, and I don't remember what was in it. There might be some, like, questionable stuff in it. I can't remember. But <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> Careful. So, but they're really old. It'd probably be hard for anybody to even find them nowadays, but basically they were, like, kind of, like, scary books, like Goosebumps, but for older kids. More for, like, teenagers or whatever. And I've always loved mysteries, but um, I can't think of any specific ones. What about you, babe? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the reading. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm a fan of reading. And I I have learned to read, so I do know how. But (laughs) That's good. I like movies way more. So if there was a book version... And a movie version of the same story, I'm going to pick the movie version every time. Although, you did read the last Harry Potter book before you watched the movie. I did, because I wanted to know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not because I just wanted to read. And it's the longest book out of all of them. Is it? So I read the longest one? I'm pretty sure it is. Nice. So, so I love movies over books. But... They're similar in that we're talking, I mean, a story, right? So what I love are movies about particularly hero movies, not just superhero movies, although I do love superhero movies, but just movies about heroes, like somebody saving the day, being brave when it's not popular to be brave or it's hard to, facing like insurmountable odds and conquering the day like all that kind of stuff i'm into it Mm -hmm. so it could be a cop movie it could be a a war movie from like medieval times which is why i like the lord of the rings movies from medieval times yeah like when you say war movie i think of like world wars and no not like you don't think they had wars back then well they did but you don't call them war movies do you I just did. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. How dare you? Um, it's so I like all the like I like the Lord of the Rings movies, and I've never read the books. I've tried to read the first book, and it's rough. I'm not rough smart as enough. In, okay. <laughs> I think it, they're just they're just kind of slow, and they, a lot of the words I don't understand. So right. It would be a labor of love, and I don't love it. The but story that much. No offense to any Tolkien fans out there. So, big fan of the movies, though. Um, the Hobbit movies were... Eh, eh. Yeah. But I loved the Hobbit cartoon growing up. <laughs> like, we used to watch the Hobbit cartoon all the time. And so, when the Hobbit movies came out, I, I knew that story because I'd watched the cartoon so many times. 
And that helped me know more about Lord of the Rings, too, when it came out, because I'd seen the Hobbit cartoon. So a lot of those same elements are in the Lord of the Rings movies, because the Hobbit happens before that. Anyway, like all those stories, those are fun. I love all the superhero movies coming out. Let me, let me, let me back that up. I love all the Marvel superhero <laughs> movies coming out. The DC ones are not very good. Wonder Woman was good. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But, man, Batman versus Superman was... Rough. Ooh, yeah, that one was hard <laughs> to watch. Mainly because I love Batman as a character. He's mm-hmm. my favorite superhero. And then to see that story. It wasn't Ben Affleck. I actually thought Ben did a decent job as Batman, but it was it was just the story. The oh my movie. gosh. Oh. Babe, the boys Tell were me. watching this cartoon Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It was really just Everest who wanted to watch it. And it's I feel like it's a little old for him, but he really wanted to watch it. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. It's on Amazon Prime, but it's um I don't know who did the voice. It's a it's a cartoon. I don't know who did the voice for Batman, but he sounds like um, the guy from The Emperor's New Groove, Kronk. Is that his name? Uh, I think it's, is it Grunk? I think it's Grunk. <laughs> I think it's Kronk. But anyway, the remember. super silly guy. Yeah. Imagine that voice on Batman. He's Putty from Seinfeld. That's the same guy. Oh, I that actor. know Seinfeld. What? You don't Very know Seinfeld? Well. No. That's a whole other podcast we're going to have okay. one day. Well, Why I'm, you don't know I don't Seinfeld. think most people listening are going to know Seinfeld. We're lucky that they know Friends. How dare you. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> it basically sounds... So his voice mm-hmm. and Catwoman's voice, they both sound like they are 60, 70-year-old actors speaking for them. And Catwoman's supposed to be all like sultry and stuff, but her voice is like deep and like not so I don't know what was going on and I was like is this a joke the whole time I was like what's happening this this movie is horrible anyway you need to watch it because it's hilarious I don't want to see a bad Batman movie it's it's not super long I mean it's like an hour that's but... that's pretty long you want me to watch an hour's worth of bad Batman oh my gosh and the way that they like figure things out and it's just it's hilarious i need you to watch it i don't know anyway continue i don't know how i feel about that and then i'm i mentioned the in our first podcast that my favorite movie is braveheart so Mm -hmm. i love that movie because again there's the hero aspect he's coming in and rescuing the country of scotland from the tyranny of great britain and just stories like that. I really, I like them. So they usually involve action. There's, yeah. there's some fighting and some, uh, some, some fun stuff like that going on. Superpowers are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to think you can do something that you normally couldn't do. Yeah. Like that's not normal to be able to do. What would you pick if you could pick a superpower? Any superpower? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I would definitely, it would be between the three kind of classics. It would either be flying, like super fast, or super strong. Like the classic <laughs> ones. Those are the classic ones. Those. It'd be one of those three that I'd want. I don't know which one, though. I think I would pick flying. Would you? Yeah. Hey, if you picked flying, 
then you would never be scared of heights, most likely. But then again, maybe I would. What if I, what if I picked flight <laughs> and then I was just scared to death the whole time? <laughs> or I was too scared to even do it? No, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. No, I wouldn't be too scared to do it, but it it could it doesn't ensure that you would not be scared of it anymore. It would ensure that I wouldn't be scared of it. Oh, well then, there you because go. Because the whole thing about being scared of heights is that you could fall. And mm. if you can fly, then you really don't fall. I think I think I'd go I think I'd go with super strong though. Yeah, I I'm agree. Thinking, I think you would too. Because I'm thinking about the characters I like. Mm-hmm. Like I really like the Hulk. Yeah. I love that he can just like demolish anything. Mm-hmm. Like that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> just look at anything and be like, I could destroy that. And for those of you who don't know the Hulk, like the stronger someone is coming against him, like it only strengthens the Hulk. Like if someone is hitting him hard, it just makes him stronger and stronger. So like he's impossible to the, kill. The angrier he gets, the stronger he yeah. gets. And he gets angry when he gets hurt. Yeah. So yes. there's like, he, he can never die. Or can well, he? He hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't died, died, died yet. <laughs> I don't know why I went English accent there. <laughs> That's a good segue. We're all about the segues here. Into story. Like, why is it that I love movies and you love books? Even though they're two different mediums and two different ways to deliver story, really it's about story. So you're drawn to certain stories, I'm drawn to certain stories, but not just me and you, we all love stories. Like, stories have been a thing that that generations of people have passed down one generation to the next. These tales, these fables, these things to... Uh, entertain people to captivate people's imaginations so this idea of story and this tool of story and this use of story has been around forever mm-hmm. and we all connect with them it's, i mean books still get published movies still get made and really more books and movies are being produced now than ever before and now because there's digital stuff, stories are getting out not just only in print, but they're getting out just digital comics, digital books. Everything's digital. So you can watch and read and take in different stories in a lot of different ways. But it's still all story. Like mm-hmm. it's a story. So what are some of the things for you in stories that you really love? So we talked about specific stories that you liked, but in a story in general, like what are you, what are you looking for? I think one that you and I have in common is like the hero's journey. Somebody who is like called to be a hero and initially they might like refuse the call and then eventually they decide to go for it. Like Harry Potter, you know, he wasn't ever looking for trouble, Mm -hmm. but then he's like pulled into it Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and then he finds out like what. He's really made out of, yeah. I guess, and he goes on, like he doesn't realize, you know, in the first book that he could be fighting the Dark Lord, who <laughs> nobody else could kill. I don't know. He finds yeah. out stuff about himself. He finds out, um, you know, who his friends are. It's just, yeah. I love, it's, I love those kind of stories. That's so the the hero's journey, like that. That reluctant hero kind of idea. Mm-hmm. It's also tied to the being like the chosen one, like the special one, mm-hmm. the only one who can do it. Mm-hmm. 
that's like that was Harry Potter, but that was also the Matrix. Like that was the whole idea behind the Matrix was Neo was this guy, the chosen one. Yeah, he's the only one who can bring freedom to the people from the robots. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, in Terminator, it was John Connor. He's the chosen one. He's the only one who can free humanity from the robots. Yeah. So there's. We definitely are afraid of robots. But it's not initially... <laughs> is, is the theme. It's not initially apparent how he's going to be able to defeat, like, this yeah. great, like, monster or evil the or... The foe, yeah. whatever it is. But it's also... You also have to figure out yeah. why they're the chosen one. What makes them special? Like, why is it that they're this person? Which is fun to figure out, but... That that whole storyline is is always fun to listen watch to or watch. Or read. Or, for me, it's watch. For yeah. you, it's read. Well, another one is like the love story. Mm-hmm. Usually, I like a love story with other aspects in it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I think both of us like love stories to a degree. You yeah. might like a little love story with blood and guts in it, and I might like a little love story with like some mystery or. Sci-fi or fantasy. Yeah. I The thing that annoys me about love stories in movies yeah. is when they're done badly. Like when it's uh, when it's not believable. Yeah, right? it's hard so to find a good one. It's just two characters and they just both happen to be attractive and they're around each other. So they just fall in love in the matter of like two days. You're like, that's not real. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not how. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like that was my huge gripe about the first Thor movie. Was they tried to make Chris Hemsworth's character and Allie Portman's character fall in love, like after just hanging out one night? That was horrible. Now they're they're literally saying "I love you." It's like what? What? <laughs> you don't love each? You just met. He's from a totally different universe than you. There's no way you guys love each other after one night hanging out by a fire. Yeah. So it just didn't. It wasn't believable. And the best love stories that that I've seen or read, or whatever, have been... Let's be honest, I haven't read any. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm wondering what he's referring to. (laughs) But they're the ones that you believe, because you saw, you got to see interactions happen. It happened over a span of time that's believable. Yeah. Uh, They have actual chemistry with each other. There's... Pride and Prejudice is a good one. So is Anne of Green Gables. It's like you're speaking Greek to me right now. Anne and Gilbert... You know, you really need to watch these movies because <laughs> I watch a heck of a lot of superhero movies. But all those things you just said are books first, right? Before they're movies. Yes. Yeah. But so I should know I watch the movie or read the book? <laughs> you would never get through Anne of Green Gables, <laughs> the book. I think you could force yourself to get through the movies. But there's a bunch of movies actually. The the old ones. There's a new series on Netflix, but. Which is pretty good, but I'm not. Is that about Anne that. with an E? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I've see? seen you watching that. Yeah. And you got pulled into it a couple of times. Yeah. <clears throat> True. <laughs> um, what are some other elements of stories that you connect with and love and like? Love. We've talked about love story. We've talked about the hero, uh, the reluctant hero, the chosen one. I don't know. Can you think of anything? Well, there's like the thrillers. Yeah, are, I do like stuff like those that. Those are those are fun. Yeah, the ones that make you like jump, but also that you're. It's it's like thriller slash mystery. Like those yeah. are the ones I like. They make you horror think. movies aren't really fun for me. I don't really like that. I just 
just yeah yeah we used to like them you remember we used to watch the saw movies yeah but that was yeah but that was more i don't know how i watched those yeah i wouldn't <laughs> want to watch one now but that was more like i wonder what the trap is going to be this time it's not really i didn't like seeing people like lose a limb or something like that yeah and the stories in the beginning of the Saw movies were actually, they're okay, because you're, like, trying to figure out who's doing this and why are they doing it yeah. and all that stuff. But the thrillers and mysteries, like, those are fun, like, trying to figure out who did what and mm-hmm. why they did it. Mm-hmm. Like, the one of the craziest ones, and I'm not saying, hey, go out and watch this movie necessarily, but uh, was Seven. Oh, yeah. The movie Seven is crazy. It's about the seven deadly sins, and it's with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and I'm not going to spoil it. It's even not though a feel-good movie. It is not. It is a dark <laughs> movie. But it's it. You're constantly trying to like figure out why is this guy doing these things, and what's going to happen at the end. And then what happens at the end is like not what you expected. Mm-hmm. And movies like that where you're you're leaning in trying to guess and figure out what's going on. You don't like all the answers aren't just fed to you like yeah. those those kinds of stories and that really that stuff could play into any story not just a thriller mystery you could be trying to figure out what a hero's motivation is or why this person loves this person or what happened like a particular event of a story for any of these genres we're talking about but but the elements of like mystery and suspense and like thrillers and stuff like that mm-hmm. i like those one I've actually been studying, like, storytelling lately. Um, Yeah. One of the things that they talk about is in a story, you have to have mysteries. And if you don't have mysteries, there's nothing to, like, keep somebody turning the page, you know? Like, if they already know everything, they're like, ah, this is boring. Or if everything's going great in the story, they're like, ah, this is boring because it doesn't, you know, like, match up with real life. There's no conflict. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite mystery kind of thriller movies is What Lies Beneath. It's kind of an older movie, but it has Harrison Ford in it. And it's so good because you don't, you really have no idea what's going on. You find out little pieces of information all throughout the movie. And you don't find out like the big payoff like mystery until the end. So the whole movie you're just like, what's going to happen? What's going on? You know? I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't conflict or some kind of mystery mm-hmm. for any of these stories, then we... We would have no story. Yeah, there is no story. There has there has to be conflict and there has to be mystery. So that, I mean, that kind of leads to the, the even bigger question of why is it that stories in any medium, however they're told or read or watched, like why have they continued to be something that we have in our culture and society like that why we value yeah why do we why are we drawn to them why do we like them like why do you like mm-hmm. to read why do i like to watch a movie why have people like to do that for a long time why do people continue to like to do that why are these the really some of the biggest and even video games do this i mean story is a part of video games so really story is the biggest entertainment business of all because yeah. story is what is in a play that's live mm-hmm. stories what's in a movie stories what's in a book stories what's in a video game like story drives all those things yeah the only thing that that's entertainment really outside of story would be like sports where it's competition that's the entertainment yeah but even is it mma <laughs> okay okay i know where you're going right now 
There's even story in that. There is. You're right. But even sports, like it's sports teams. So you look at the NBA Finals for the past several years, and it's been the Warriors versus the uh, Cavaliers. So there's a story there. There's uh-huh. LeBron versus Curry and Durant and all the rest of the Warriors team. Like it's, which are basically all all, all stars. So it feels unfair to the rest of the league that the Warriors are this dominant team with all these dominant players. But because these two teams have like faced each other for four, I think it's four years straight up until this year where LeBron went to the Lakers. But it's there's this history and story and you know who's who's going to win now. There's a mystery there. Who's going to win? We don't know. So even that has story in it. Um, so it's like the biggest really thing that all of us are drawn to and are entertained by. So the question is why? Like, where does that come from? Where does it come from? Excellent. Excellent question. (laughs) Excellent question. Are you going to tell us? (laughs) Well, it's not like I have all the answers. But, (laughs) I mean, I I think it it points to just who we are as people. And it comes from a place that was designed in us. Like, we're, we're made to desire things like love. We're designed to want to see things like good triumph over evil. Like we like seeing that stuff. Mm -hmm. We like hearing that stuff. We like knowing stories about things like that because it's in us Mm -hmm. to want those things. We want to be a part of a bigger story. And that would make sense. Us wanting these things and being drawn to these things because we have this design to know goodness, to know love, to know that we are chosen. We are special. We do have uh, the capacity to do great things. Like all that stuff was placed there and it was all by design and on purpose by this God who embodies all those things. So you think about love stories. Like we, we like a love story, or at least I like a love story that makes sense, that had ample development to it where you really see that this these people love each other, why they love each other, they mm-hmm. sacrifice things for each other, they mm-hmm. have chemistry with each other, all that kind of stuff. Because I believe in love, because I've experienced it, but also I just want to believe in love. Like, it's just there in me. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us want to believe in love. And then you go and you look and you read and you see this story that's laid out in the Bible of God and how He loves and even how in First John, God is described as love. So it's like, okay, I desire to see and experience love stories and love in life. Because ultimately, I'm meant to experience Him. And He is that. He is that. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate expression of that, mm-hmm. of love. Then I want to see, I want to see the good guy win. I want to see the hero rise up and conquer the, the bad guy. I want to see... I want to see justice happen. I want to see the right thing mm-hmm. be what wins out. Well, all of that matches up with who God is. God is good all of the time. And all the time, God, God is, is good. good. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's goodness. He is goodness. It, 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 one of the huge parts of who he is is how good he is to us, how he um, desires good things for us, how he triumphs over evil. When we, uh, when we give him rule and reign in our life, 
we see goodness win out. We see the things that we desire that aren't good fall to the wayside and and, and die um, because we get to experience this life that we, we find in Him. And it's a we see this ability and this almost almost superpower in being able to have his spirit in us when we find Jesus and we start to follow him we get this spirit in us now to be able to do these things that we weren't able to do before because it's not really us doing it it's it's God doing it in us so we can now say no to that that thing that has been a temptation for years and years like we don't have to say yes to that thing anymore because God can say no in us. We have this ability to even do things that are really hard, like to love your enemy, to forgive people that have done something wrong to you, to be generous when you feel like you don't have much. Like all these things are really hard things to do, but you can do them now because of God. So you have this special ability in you, which kind of plays on and points to why we like superhero stories and why we like we, we like it when people have these special abilities and things like that. So it, we all want to be this chosen special person as well. Like not just have special abilities, but that we are special. Mm-hmm. Like we're desired. We are, we are not part just... Part of the story. Yeah. And to, to what you were saying earlier, like we're a part of something bigger yeah. than just us. Yeah. But we're, we're also special in that. And... We find that in God. Like God yeah. says we're special. He loves us. He made us special. He made us different than the rest of creation. He made us in his image. He desires to have a relationship with us. He sacrificed for us. Um, and you see that in kind of the, the ultimate showing of love of God to us is is in Jesus. I mean, he gives his son for us, knowing that many of us are still not going to choose him and not to love him yet he still loves us like those are the love stories that we think are some of the best love stories ever are the ones where people sacrifice even in the in the face of knowing they might not have get love in return yeah they still choose to love that's the pride and prejudice story so i don't even need to read it now because i already know it But you have to you have to read it because then you're you feel it, babe. Then you're part of it. And that is a cool thing about stories. It makes you feel like you're a part of it. And that's exactly what God does. Like he's saying, You are a part of this because I made you to be a part of this. Like you're a part of this story with me. This story isn't about you. It's about me. Mm-hmm. But I've given you a part in it. Like mm-hmm. you're you you are this object of my affection like i desire relationship with you and to love you and for you to experience my love regardless of of anything else so that's just i think all of those elements of story all those things we desire in good stories all those all those things we're really looking for to entertain us to help help us have those feelings you were talking about a minute ago like the suspense, the love, the drama, the the triumph, like all that stuff that's deep down in us that we desire is ultimately met in God. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we don't, like, to know God doesn't mean you don't enjoy stories and you don't need to right. watch books or read books. Well, but we're all made in God's image, so we have that in us. Like, 
inherently already. Right. And so really, to enjoy those things should just remind us of why we enjoy God. Like why we... Yeah. Why why we love him and why he how he's shown that he loves us like all that stuff's reminders of that and then if if we don't know god then it it points us back to him and he's constantly trying to get our attention and for us to to see him and know him and experience a way way more intimate and deeper level of what these stories are conveying and that we're we're feeling from these stories we can we can find an infinitely more satisfying degree of those story elements in a relationship with him because that's that's really what where those desires come from in the first place so watching a movie can be a spiritual experience <laughs> sure <laughs> reading yes. a book i have heard people say that when you read a book and i think it's probably true with watching a story that you are actually learning something about yourself I guess through I guess it's through like the storytelling it like shows you something about who you are um like JK Rowling said that she the author of Harry Potter in case you don't know (laughs) um she said that right before she started writing the Harry Potter books she lost her mother and it was like the most traumatic moment in her life up until then and so you can kind of see an underlying theme of the harry potter books is like death and kind of trying to escape death so that you know there's always so much more to a story it's not just a story and that points back to god to me because i mean it's just it's ingrained in us Mm -hmm. well you even what you were saying you just even said what that author said about trying to escape death. Mm-hmm. We are trying to escape. All of us are trying to escape death. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are we trying to escape death? Well, because we die. Okay, well, why do we die? Well, because we, what the Bible says is because we sin. Mm-hmm. The consequence of sin is death. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get out of the consequence of sin. Mm-hmm. And... Only problem with that is that we can't get out of the consequence of sin. Yeah. Like, we, we aren't capable of that. We don't Voldemort have the ability. Voldemort did not know. He, did, he was misled. <laughs> he, he, he believed in his own ability. And that's what we all do. But mm-hmm. that's a huge part of the human struggle is trying to wrestle with the consequence of our sin. And God is the only one who fixes that problem for us. Yeah. And... That's that, that again, like the story of if you're talking about Harry Potter and the author who wrote that, if she's saying we're the one of the themes is trying to escape death, well, that would make sense in exactly what we're talking about. Like, story is mimicking and revealing and continuing to point us back to these things that we find in God, yeah, because in Him, we do we actually do have the opportunity to escape death. Mm-hmm. We have this ability to experience life. We are able to not in a, in ourselves fix the problem of death, but in him we are. Yeah. And even in a love story, I think the reason we're so drawn towards love stories is because there's something in us that doesn't want to be alone and 
because God made us to want to have like connection mainly to him, that connection and that love and to experience that. And so just by seeing like a love story and like feeling yourself being drawn towards that is just a clue of like what you, you feel like you're needing. I mean, is this making sense? Like what your, what your soul wants, even just from watching a movie, you can see like you are yearning for that like companionship or like another movie to be part of a, a bigger story, to be part of God's story and what he has for you. And like, not you're just going along your like boring life, just living out your own desires, but you want to be a part of something that means something. And mm. God put that in all of us. And I think it's really cool that we can see it in stories. Mm-hmm. And there's more, there's more underlying in all of that. Whereas we're like, ah, we're just chilling out watching something, you know, before we fall asleep or whatever. Like, he's everywhere. He's even there. So, as you read your stories, watch your stories, whatever it is, where you're getting your stories. Let it maybe just be a reminder for your need and desire for God. Uh, Because ultimately... All those things we love in stories are found in him. Yeah? I like it. You like? I like it. You like. Okay. Give everybody an update on your social media usage since our social media podcast. So I didn't make any official goals um, other than just taming my social media use of Instagram. So what I ended up doing was... Um, Speaking of books, I downloaded a new book on my Kindle app, and when I am tempted to go into Instagram just to, like, kill some time, which sometimes ends up being a few hours if it's, like, right before bed or something, I will instead, like, maybe take a couple minutes just to check out Instagram and then go straight to reading my book, and that will be, like, it for the night. And it's worked really good for me, and my usage has got gone down a lot over the past couple of weeks. Cool. Yeah. So last thing I would say is if you've never subscribed to this, subscribe. Tell a friend. WRC Young Adult Podcast. We are excited to see how many people have been listening to this and hopefully it's encouraging to you. I know it's random. That's part of the idea is we just tackle random topics sometimes they're literally come out of conversations me and april have and we think hey that could make a good podcast and then other times there's something we know we want to talk about with you guys but if you guys ever have a suggestion feel free to email us at young adults at westridge.com but we love you and thanks for listening bye that does it for this week's podcast For more information about Westridge Church and our young adult ministry, please go to westridge.com slash YA.